Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water with Lemon, recording live from the Gen A Studios. Ooh, actually, I thought it was going to be the take that money, watch it burn part. Um, but yes, a uh, little bit of a, uh, a late recording. Uh, so typically, uh, for new listeners, typically we do a Philosophy Friday in the morning, uh, but Today is also Philosophy <laughs> Friday, but in the evening. Um, <coughs> so that loud, distracting noise you hear in the background of somebody coughing is Shalom. Uh, we are heading uh, towards Joshua Tree National Park right now. Uh, hopefully not too many bobcats there. Uh, don't want any of that. Um, and, yeah, so... Welcome back. Anywho, so went on a uh, a bike ride this morning. The reason why I didn't have the morning podcast, got back too late and just too flustered. Um, and so I went biking with my old neighbor Mark. And Mark Mark lives up in Oregon now. He moved away. But when I first moved to California, Mark was basically my first friend. Like he literally right next door to me. Uh, I'd always be standing on the front lawn with his little dog named Midge, uh, and so I I always said that Mark that Mark was my best friend, but but I wasn't his. Was Midge a Chihuahua? Uh, Midge was a Chihuahua. Midge was like tiny. Midge is still kicking. Um, but yeah. So so anywho, Mark, huge bike guy. Like I'm talking like like buys like different like uniforms of like professional riders that he likes but does he have a legit bike oh yeah very legit bike he has 10 bikes yeah he has 10 bikes he fixes bikes he took all 10 of his bikes from here up to oregon um so no he's a bike guy really so where do you draw the line between being a hoarder and being a collector 10 bikes is excessive Mm. Well, there's eight surfboards in the garage. I don't think that's excessive. No, I'm not. I'm I'm not a surfing hoarder. So, what is the line between hoarding and collecting? Well, the line between hoarding and collecting is using stuff. I think hoarding and collecting are the same thing, but I don't think it's. Like, I don't look at all of the surfboards I have as a collection of boards. They're just different boards for different occasions that all get used. Do they all get used, though? Yeah, I feel like they you do. only take your one board up. Well, I mean, I have a go-to surfboard, but there's, you know, you have a longboard for, um, you know, certain days. you got a midsize and you got a shortboard. I don't, I don't think anybody can hear you. Really? <laughs> Shalom is losing her voice. It's coming back. It's coming back today. Um, but anywho, so Mark is basically a uh, huge bike guy, and I've always wanted to go bike riding with him. Like, if somebody, like, if Lance Armstrong showed up to my door with Mark and was like, you can only ride with one of us today, like, I would definitely pick Mark. Like, I was, like, fired up. So, 
Mark's been riding bikes for like 40 years, um, something crazy. So he takes me out. He's telling me like what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, like giving me a, like tips on riding a bike, which I never thought I would say I would get. Um, and as it, so like I'm basically like I'm I'm like fired up, you know. I'm ba- I'm with like the like the Lance Armstrong of, of Huntington Beach, and so we're riding, and then all of a sudden, this sounds like a bad thing, but it's a great thing. My back tire blows out. So, and when I say blows out, that's way too dramatic. It definitely was like, we were just riding along the street and I was like, hey, 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 Mark, uh, my tire feels low. And so he was like, he looked at it as we were riding. He was like, pull over. It looks low. So pull over, little hole in the tire. Had to replace a tire on the side of Pacific Coast Highway as like cars are whizzing by at like 60 miles an hour. So, How did you replace it? You had a, just a spare tire? Yeah, I had, a, I had a spare tube. You carry a spare tube when you go road biking. And uh, so Mark showed me how to change a tire. Oh my which God, was like so fired up. Yeah, like glowing right now. Just so, couldn't uh, have gone any better. No, no, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like normally it's like, oh, like you're, you got a flat tire, like that sucks. It's like, no, 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 it was awesome. Like I wanted to get a flat tire, like... I sneaky maybe have like did it like maybe I got up in the middle of the night the night before and like put like a tiny like a little needle hole in it because like That's I was nice. like I need to get a flat tire so that you know I can have Mark show me how to change a flat tire so that's pretty huge I'm actually I'm considering just changing a tire when I get back home just just cuz okay. it was pretty tight Do it on the alrighty so let's get into it um so we had, we had, by, by the way, uh, sitting in some heavy traffic right now, uh, this is going to be a long epi- episode. So, well, actually, you probably already know, uh, okay, so you'll already know because you'll be looking at your thing, and you're going to be like, holy shit, I'm not trying to listen to this guy talk for like an hour. But the fact of the matter is, I'm sitting in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and I have a three-hour drive ahead of me, so... And you have a lot of shit to say. And I have a lot of things to say. So, maybe if you're trying to get, you know, a little fix in, just just save this one. Put this one on the back burner, mark it as, put it in your unplayed section, and come back to it. No rush. Um, This is definitely, I'm stuck in traffic, and there's nothing I can do about it type episode. So that's save it save it for your next road trip if you want to. Or you know break it up into it's you know whatever. We're we're a libertarian podcast, okay? So govern your, you govern yourself as you would like. All right. First topic. Should I go write-ins first? Yeah. Always. All fans right. first. All right. Fans first. Fans first. So last week we had a write-in uh, from Kelly's Roast Beef. And this, for the first time in the history of the podcast, we had a follow-up write-in. Like, we've had people write-in multiple times, but, like, literally I'll, I'll read the exact message. Dear Doctor, this is a follow-up. Like, outrageous. So, dear doctor, this is a follow-up to the Urinal Etiquette podcast. After using the bathroom, parentheses, urinal or toilet, what do we think about washing our hands with no soap and just water? Is the water 
is what is the water only move effective? Shalom. I already know what you're gonna say because you're a germaphobe and you're gonna like ruin ruin Kelly's roast beef's day right now. But go ahead. My my answer. <clears throat> First of all, I'm sorry for sounding like uh, Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm getting over a cold. Um, I think that it's disgusting. Like, there is no antibacterial anything in water. You need soap to get rid of bacteria, and bacteria is getting rid of bacteria is the only purpose of quote washing your hands after leaving the restroom. Now, I think it's ineffective too, but for a different reason. Um, so I'm a huge proponent of not being afraid of bacteria or germs because I'm bigger than them. Um, you just don't wash your hands at all. No, so I'll, I'll wash my hands, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna let a little. You know, I I don't think you need to wash your hands every single time. <laughs> all right. If I'm if I, I'll put it this way, if I'm sitting down and washing my hands, if I'm standing up, 50-50, coin toss. Like, so. In, so, the thing for that is like if you're gonna take the time to get your hands wet like your hands are already wet you might as well put on the soap so whereas like if you're just trying to get the hell out um then uh just don't even wash your hands like i think if you like you either need to use soap and water or nothing because that to me it's kind of like like an in between the move it's kind of like like for me like buying beer I'm either like, I want to get like a 30 rack of bush light in PBRs, or I want to get like a six pack of like really good craft beer, but I'll never buy like a 30 pack of Bud Light because it's like, you know, five or six bucks more expensive than the bush light and it tastes exactly the same. So I'm, I'm big on either like go all in or, or, or don't go. And I think, I think, uh, water only is just two in the middle. It's very Bud Light. That's my, that's... Yeah, okay. I like that. Also, another, another thing that turned my, turned my mind around, or my perspective, uh, was in college. I was having a similar conversation with my friend Weir's John, and I was like, dude, I don't think, like, just standing up to and taking a quick piss and, like, leaving is, like, I'm going to get, like, like, I don't see how there's, like, tons of germs jumping around. I don't see what the big deal is. And he Are was, you serious? Yeah. Aren't you holding something? <laughs> oh, so that thing is that just thing, covered in bacteria? I mean, how, I don't know. Dude, were you, were you at the gym? What do you mean? There's no, like, if, I, if I'm at the house, if I just go in, take a quick whiz, and walk out, like, I don't think I'm getting all germy. <clears throat> I mean, I'm not completely out on it, just not every time. But what he said is that it's not necessarily that you're getting germs in that very moment. You just accumulate germs over the course of the day, so you can right. just use it as a reminder to keep your hands clean. Right. I like that. Yeah. Like, it, you're, no one just goes and washes their hands anymore for no reason. Correct. I do. I wash my hands when I'm cooking. I think it's very important Me to wash know. your hands uh, when you're cooking like raw meat. 
I'll do yeah, that. Same. My parents used to make me wash my hands before we would eat dinner. Did yours? Yeah. 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 yeah uh, Louise and Dr. K. Louise was a pretty big proponent of hand washing. Um, okay. We're just, we're cruising along right here. Not, not on the podcast, not in the car. We are, we're pretty much stopped. Uh, so that's good. Only a hundred miles to go. So I don't, I don't, we have, there's a lot to discuss. I don't even know where to go next. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into the corners right now. This is a topic slash an intervention. Do we love the snooze button? Shalom is rolling her eyes and saying she doesn't even want to talk right now. Um, I am not a big fan of the snooze button. I think it just makes me more groggy. Uh, I think it's an evil invention. Uh, I would actually, now that I think about it, million dollar idea, I want to start an alarm clock company that doesn't even offer a snooze button. I think that you'd be hard pressed to find something like that, unless you got like a really old school one with bells. But yeah, I'm I'm completely out on this news button. Shalom. Clearly, I <clears throat> I love this news button. I think it's one of the better inventions of the world, up there with pockets. <laughs> um, oh wow! I love this news button, and I snooze every every day. Every morning. I don't know, because I'm able to just, like, kind of lay there, like, with my eyes closed, and I'm awake. It's, like, my way of waking up. It's, like, a slow wake up. I don't like jumping out of bed and being like, ah, I'm ready for the day. I'm ready for the day. Like, I don't operate like that. Like, I have to, like, have slow wake-ups, and the snooze button allows that to happen. And it alerts me so that I don't fall back to sleep. And that I can make it to work in time. So you're saying you're contemplating starting up a competing snooze-only alarm clock company? Yeah. I know with the iPhone you can turn the snooze option off. So maybe my invention will be... It'll be like... Wait, you can turn the snooze off on the iPhone? (laughs) Yeah. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Alright, well there goes that that business. Yeah, I was going to say that when you were... I didn't want to burst your bubble then. But. T- typically, the readers will text me you know, a couple days after an episode and destroy my dreams. I, it's very rare I get them destroyed live on an episode. Maybe I'll come up with an invention that's, like, strictly snooze. Oh, I'm not buying one. You'll probably give me one for Christmas and I'll return it. But, like, you're going to be in charge of returns because it's a small micro business and it's going to be really embarrassing. Yeah, we'll just have the one model. Okay. Well, that was a good intervention. How do we feel about interventions? Good idea? Bad idea? Um, bad idea. I think it's important. Like, an intervention just implies a group of people, like, singling another person out. I think that, like, if you truly care about somebody, like, just give them honest feedback, like, when they're doing something or, like, just don't make it weird. Because when people feel attacked, they don't respond well. True. Yeah. Also, I feel like at my intervention, if I had one, it would be like all people like I party with. 
So, like, I'd walk into the room and, like, I would think it's a party. I'd, like, be like, where is the food? Where's where's the beer? And I'd be like, no, 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 no. This is an intervention. I'm like, I, I'm a little disappointed. I thought this was a party. Like, it's not often we all get together. So, I would be, I would be, first off, I would, first, doctor. Oh. First off, I would be very confused. Secondly, I would be disappointed. You could party after the intervention. I would definitely party after the intervention. All right, back to a reader write-in. A lot of readers writing in this week. Very proud of you guys. Appreciate that. Pulling it up right now. I feel like with all the readers writing in, like, I can't paraphrase. Like, I have to ask it exactly. Yeah, um, I agree. Because, you know, the, the the faithful Dewey Loveters out there, they... they That's put, how it is in magazines. In, yeah, but magazines, for all we know, they edit that. Yeah, maybe. All right, so we have a write-in from, and I swear, this is literally on his nameplate at his desk. Uh, a write-in from Steve Roberts, parentheses, chief de- teacher. And then underneath his, his nameplate on his desk, it says, Mr. Doctor Professor to you. That's a power move. Uh, anybody who's got the notebook, any avid listener should just always have a notebook at this point. There, that's a little tip for you. Nameplate with the title of Mr. Doctor Professor to you. That's a power move. Put that in your power move section of your notebook. But anyway, Mr. Doctor Professor writes in. He didn't even address me. He just starts off with, do we love it? Question mark. And also, this is this is pretty badass. So he, he sent me a text message with this handwritten out on a piece of paper and then took a picture of his writing, which I love. All right. Do we love it? Question mark. As California, as California's students fail classes, there seems to be no repercussion to student or family except but or family except of taking another seat to repeat the class at another great expense possible solution is to change is to charge the families the tax dollars spent parentheses ADA to pay for the failed class this could be a game changer money motivates the idea is to get the parents involved and motivate their children to do the work that my friend is a hot take um so since i am not good at reading things to summarize that because i don't even really know what i said uh mr doctor professor wrote in and basically said Kids that fail are just wasting taxpayer dollars and they get rewarded the following year with another seat in the class to essentially fail the class again. So if a student is to fail, should the parent slash family have to pay back uh, the tax money that was wasted on the child? 
I'm not gonna lie, I kind of love that. I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. Um, I think it would be very difficult to implement, but I think it's a good idea. I mean, the other thing too is like, what if, you know, what if the kid doesn't have parents involved? How are they, how is, like, how are they supposed, like, what if they're just deadbeats? What if they don't already pay taxes? What if they're, like, the, you know, the bottom 5% of, of income earners? So, I do, th- I do think it's a good idea, though. Um, Shalom, your thoughts? Yeah, I like the idea of holding the parents accountable. Um, I think that um, the reason students get lazy is because they don't have discipline or they aren't taught that academics are vital to your survival as an adult. Um, And I think that most adults are motivated by money. So it sounds like a solid plan to me not paying it back in taxes like you at least suffer a fine if your child doesn't move on to the next grade what I see is this causing an absurd amount of legal trouble though because then all of a sudden then you're really putting teachers on the hot seat because then you You're can come back exactly then you can come back off. and say this teacher failed my kid because you know the teacher doesn't like him and you could then sue the teacher i would think i think it would be a good idea to also hold the teachers accountable because i mean eric says all the time they get tenured and they stop caring i think that if teachers were forced to teach and parents were forced to Parent. Parent. Then things would be a lot better. And then the world would be better because people would be more educated. That's true. Okay. Next topic. (laughs) Next up we have... Coming to the end. Oh, we had we had one more writing. And it was from Mr. KEO. Mr. KEO writes in Dear Actually, I gotta pull it up. Gotta flip it, right? Can't deviate. Word for word, baby. Do 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 do. Very unprepared right now. Almost there. Almost there. Stick with us here, guys. If you've made it this far, 
Might as well ride it up. You know what? It's not pulling up. So I'll just have to paraphrase it. Oh, actually, I think I got it. All right. Mr. KEO writes, Look we're looking forward to listening in tomorrow. If you have time, I have a tough debate that takes a real man to be able to answer. In light of our New England Patriots comeback win last week, the TB12 book, and now Jules' new book, here it is. Who is more handsome? A, Tom Brady, B, Julian Edelman, C, Jimmy G. Also, please put in order from first to worst. Good luck, brother. All right, for starters, Shalom, do you know who Jimmy G is? No. Okay, so Jimmy G is the Patriots' backup quarterback. Uh, they drafted him in the second round three years ago. This is his fourth season. Um, he played well in two games last year when TB was sidelined. Um, but besides that, the best thing he has going for him is he's like first team all chin. Just great jawline, great jawline. So you got Jimmy G, you got TB, and then you got Julian Edelman. You know those two, right? Yep. I would go from he wants it first first to worst. So I'd say TB number one, without a doubt. That's easy. Um, I'd say Edelman number two. I mean Super Bowl hero. And uh, I'd say Jimmy G number three. He's a bum. Um, He's sexy though. Yeah, but. He so, looks like Uncle Jesse. Oh, Shalom's pulling him up right now on the old picture thing. Um, yeah, but see, in time, young grasshopper, you'll learn that beauty truly comes from within. And within Jimmy G, I have seen nothing. So Jimmy G is in last. Edelman. He's been solid, but TB is the GOAT for a reason. He's been there through and through. TB is and always will be the best looking of the three. Quick shout out to Matt Patricia too, beards are back. Um, but anywho, I think that's all we got for you guys this week. Pretty sure that's like record length episode. Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the ride. Love the my job uh and uh shalom thank you for uh joining us for another carpool edition uh we got a little groove to uh send everybody out on i hope everybody's weekend is all that it can be and more
That was the, the Lagoons, by the way. California by the Lagoons. Check them out.